live from the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub. The Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar is a man whose happy hour runs from 8 a.m. to midnight, 365 days a year, the fabulous one, Freddie Bender. Eh, pass me one down, Tuna. <laughs> I can't even say nothing about what you're wearing tonight. You actually look like a respectful Thanks. person. You got your hairs cut. Yeah. You got a nice penguin collared shirt on. Thanks, dude. You got your Cameron Smith yeah, gear trying on. Trying to look a little golfy. Yeah. Is that uh I'd approve you for that alone. I, so you're saying I don't look like uh the winner of the St. Jude Classic. No, <laughs> no. You're not sweating as much <laughs> yet. Is that haircut jab? Is that a poke at me? I mean <laughs> No, no, no. I've just normally seen a lot of uh random stuff flowing out of the back of his Alabama hats and uh tonight he does not have that. I can see his <laughs> I can see the tops of his ears uh, and his earlobes. Uh you guys doing great tonight? Everything going well? Doing good. Man, it's uh it's great to be back. Uh we've had a uh this is a kind of a weird time of year uh, as far as sports goes where you know there aren't a lot of games being played as far as Oh god, what is that? I don't know, but he's eating something that looks amazing. <laughs> he's dipping like a I don't even know. It looked like chili filled in an ice cream cone. He's dipping it in, in, in ice cream. I don't Maybe know. a little nacho cheese in there. We have the uh, Little League World Series on on one TV down here in the pub. Uh, but uh, as always, we want to thank everybody for listening every week. Uh, if you are so inclined, uh, give us a follow and a like on social media. On Twitter, we are at Blockout Pod. Uh, on Facebook, just type in Blockout Sports Pod in your uh, search window. Freddie's got a little uh, high noon at the bar tonight. Oh, Kiwi. Uh, pool party pack. My Nooners. favorite. Think I if you haven't had Kiwi, it's the best. <laughs> That's actually. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. That's something for a different time. <laughs> but uh, it's almost football time, baby. Is that it your is. football drink, the high noon? Oh yeah, I'm kind of on the side of champagne. My doctor's got me telling me I can drink a little uh, high noons every once in a while. Your doctor told you that? Uh, well, you know, I'm. I need to, to start going to I'm your doctor. I'm staying away from beer a little bit. I've been a little burnout on the old domestics, and uh, I'll get ready during football season when the ribs get go on back the to smoker. These and doctor recommendations. My doctor tells me if I touch beer, I'll die tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got to lie to him on that sheet. Like, how many days a week do you drink? I don't. I don't drink anymore, Doc. Sunny D seltzer. Yeah. Yes. I th them high noons, they're high dollar, buddy, but they're good. And speaking of football, <clears throat> we are going to get into uh, the NFL preseason and things like that. The uh, AP Top 25 for college football just came out. Um, CBS Sports just released their All-American team today. So things are really starting to ramp up as far as football goes. But I thought we would start tonight. Uh, with something that I know Fred has been following very closely, 
And I was right up until the United States was eliminated. Homer. And I haven't, and I am admittedly a super homer when it comes to stuff like that. But that's the Women's World Cup. And the final was set this morning. Um, we had discussed last week on the show that uh, the best story probably would have been if the Australian team would have made it to the final. But I think, all things being considered, and Fred, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the best two sides probably made the final game. Yeah, I would say so. And, and you know, I was kind of down on England. I know that they are uh, past champions um, uh, of the uh, of one of their tournaments. Um you know they're they're not uh, they've been in the final of the uh, of the uh, world in the semis of the World Cup the last two years I think um, and you know th- they just needed to get to mesh together a little bit and get everything they have a some of their best players are hurt not even playing in this World Cup a lot of people don't know that so I've been down on them a little bit trying to the, beat them on the odds and so forth but. They rose to the top and really showed it against Australia. Um, uh, they also had one of their best players out from a red card a while back when she stepped on somebody. Uh, so they kind of had everyone back. And then uh, Spain, who really has not even been on the World Cup stage or the world stage in women's soccer, is, as you know, from uh, that is my second country uh, uh, when it comes to world, they Cup love it when you put US. that accent on. Yes, uh, yeah, I'm glad he finished that word. <laughs> oh, you should have heard me when I was in Spain. When I was in Barcelona, I was uh, talking, and they were going. My wife goes, "I don't know who he sounds like," and they would all laugh like he's a mixture mixture of Speedy Gonzalez and uh, some guy from Ireland or something. Yeah, but dude, you know, uh, but but. Spain is really hot right now. They've won some shootouts, some penalty kicks. They've won other ways. Uh, Their passing is just like the men, uh, tiki-taka. And I think it's going to be a real, really cool, different style of play with both of those two teams. Not to mention I got a a $10 future bet on Spain from way back. So I didn't get my 1000 on Colombia, so I'm trying for my 300 on Spain. I hate to pull against you, but I feel like I have to pull for England here. I mean, they lost their queen this year. Would it be There's any different if you didn't pull? There. If you pulled against me, you do it in horse racing every time. Yeah, but I feel bad about it every time I do it. Um, so it's, it's not something I enjoy, but I have to pick winners. It's what I do. I know. Well, so you're telling me that I should immediately just throw every dollar I have on England uh, because you obviously. Are uh, you only pick winners? I only pick winners, and yeah, I I don't know. I as I analyze this women's World Cup and the soccer aficionado that I am, I just look at uh, England as the best team out there. Yeah, it will be interesting <laughs> to see what the odds are on that right now. I have not looked, but I it's got to be closer than some of the other games have. It's coming I, home. I would think it's pretty tight. Uh, so I'm glad I made my future bet a month ago. But uh uh Tuna, what do you tell me something about the World Cup? 
Uh, the championship <laughs> game is going to be England and Spain. <laughs> and Spain plays with Tiki Taka. The final on the pitch yeah. will be, and that is Travis, Sunday, 6 a.m. I will be happy to get more sleep because even though I DVR it, and I know that's a term that no one uses anymore. I you, still say you I'm know how old school it. I am. Yeah. Even though I DVR it all the way through, I still doze off, wake up, and my clock is way off. So, and then what? I, I think I woke up and missed one of them all the way through. I mean, I know what I missed the Australia England game. I woke up and I was like, I missed it. <laughs> and I just checked the score. So, uh, I did go back and see that Steve Kerr's sister's. Uh, goal was spectacular, and I'm just kidding. Uh, Sam Kerr had a spectacular long-distance goal in that game, and the rest of the goals were kind of little lucky l- lucky kick-ins. But, uh, and we would be remiss if we did not mention that uh, the coach of the United States women's team resigned today. today which Tonight. Which, uh, Shocker. Clearly, if you are going to position yourself as possibly one of the powers in the world in your particular sport and you get knocked out in the first game of the knockout round in the World Cup, like, I don't think anybody thought that that wasn't going to happen. Right. And he just, he kind of saved face a little bit i guess he resigned he wasn't yeah. fired yeah i'm sure they gave him that option but it was something that had to be done and so now we're looking at the next world cup cycle for the united states women they're going to have a new coach which means kind of a entirely new probably um look at the way they want to play and things like that and they're going to be a lot younger. Oh yeah. Well, it's about. I'm. I'm kind of excited about. It, to be honest with you, um, uh, uh, the other the other uh, ladies did what they needed to do. They got theirs, and it's it's kind of time to see what this next chapter brings. It'll be interesting for me to see because Tuna is pumped. No, I mean it's exciting stuff. The rest <laughs> of the world. The rest of the world has going to be so young has caught up <laughs> to the United States right, and now right. now, you got now Spain and teams and now the thing is you've got to try to reclaim your spot and it'll be interesting to see how they try to go about and do that in the next four years right I think. and like I said women's soccer I, I wasn't planning on watching a whole lot of women's world cup to be honest with you I don't even think I watched that much four years ago but uh, you know, when, once you start watching it, you find out that there's not a lot of diving and falling down and all this crap that you deal with, with the men. And, and it's, it's sometimes it's more fun to watch. There's more opportunities for goals and there's just more action going on. I and mean, at the highest level, I mean, it's, it's very, it's very really good technically sound. Yeah. I mean, some of these Spaniards are unbelievable out, out there. Uh, and and they're very young, so I highly recommend you watch uh, Spain, England. Well, Fred, I mean, I hope for your sake that uh, the Spaniards come through. As yeah, that's you my college that football bet money, baby. Come on. 
<laughs> I need that money. <laughs> um, we that'll be gone by week one. <laughs> uh, there was. Uh, does anybody else have anything to say about the uh, about the women's World Cup? I don't want to. No, no, no. I mean, it was great. It's gonna be fun. Six o'clock. Get some eggs and bacon on the grill on the skillet and some coffee and get it going. Um. The first tournament for the uh, FedEx Cup occurred last weekend. And I, for one, found the entire tournament to be just absolutely fascinating. And the final day, Fred, can you turn your phone off? I'm, yeah, this, yeah, this is very off. unprofessional. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting texts like I'm uh, Joe Tessitore over here. <laughs> Uh, um, Jeff Tessitore get a lot of texts. Yes, he does. <laughs> That's what he's known Friday for. Friday night boxing. <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> Fred is so, um, what do we want to call it, technologically challenged. Oh, God. I'm Old not... school. If I could have a dial phone on, my, on the wall, I would use it. I'm not sure that he's going to be able to figure out how to turn off his notifications by the time we're done. Here Keep tonight. going. I'm listening. Um, but the uh, the uh, FedEx St. Jude Classic in Memphis was this past weekend. Like I said, the first playoff tournament for the uh, FedEx Cup. What about the the weekend that Postman had? Just fixed J- it. Bam! J- JT Poston had a good weekend, man. Hey, I saw JT yeah. Poston, your boy. He was up there leading on uh, a little bit on Saturday. What happened to him? Well, you know, reality set in a little bit, but he finished well. Any idea where he sits in the? Uh... I don't think he's anywhere near the near the top. But um, is he in the top fifty? No, he's, Do you know he he might be in the top fifty, especially after this past weekend. What he finished nine this past weekend? It, he was in the top ten. Yeah, so I mean, he may at this point. Well, good luck to him. Well, how about? But he ain't got a shot. How about? <laughs> How about Lucas Glover? Dude, two wins in a row. Uh, the team, uh, I mean, Team Dockers, uh, <laughs> a ri- Team Original Dockers. Uh, no, no sweat. N- none of the uh, sweat polyester in the I pants. I haven't seen thick material on pants like that <laughs> since up. like yeah. I was getting dressed up to go get pictures taken at Olin Mills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that was. Dude, I mean, and then he had this, he didn't have a dip in, he had a beech nut chaw in. Yeah, that's like, what I said. And dude, he has that hat, he always has that hat way over his eyes, you never can't see what he's looking at, and he looks like he's 60, and always has. Uh, he looked like he was 60 yeah, he when, he like that his, when he won that major Absolutely. that he slid into. Who did he beat in that major? Because I feel like he kind of slid in on that. Was it 2009 U.S. It Open? It was the U.S. Open in 2009. Uh, um, let me ask you something. Tuna, you can look that up quickly if you can. But uh, I thought one of the coolest things – about the entire tournament. I mean, first of all, our podcast has has basically uh, taken a stand against Patrick Cantlay, (laughs) 
who is a great golfer and he's probably a good guy and all Splash. that stuff. <laughs> but uh, but I thought that when you know he had that he had the lead. It came back. He made some mistakes down the stretch. But how about those putts that he made? The well, he, one he's to save, done that before. How about the putt to save Bogey? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Everyone knows he's a great putter. His short game's great. Remember when he won the FedEx a few years ago, and he just was putting, hitting thirty, forty footers like it was. So I like gotta, he was at the at, at the putt putt or something. I mean, it was insane. He I can get throwback, in that groove. Throwback name for you here. This is who he beat in the 2009 U.S. US Open. Open. Let take, me take, take a, a guess. guess. And there's three guys that tied for second. All right. That. I'm going to take a guess at one of them. Okay. I'm going to say one of them was Hunter Mahan. No. Ah. Frederick? Um, okay. Ooh. Oh, wait. Gonna... How about Anthony Kim? Nope. How about Kenny Perry? Nope. All right. Here we go. One of them was Ricky Barnes. You guys would never know. Oh, yeah. yeah. The little, right. little conductor well, this I think Ricky Barnes and Hunter he, Mahan are kind of, I of think like Ricky Barnes two led peas that, in a pod. Didn't he lead that tournament for like two or three days, I think? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, the second one that tied up there was Phil Mickelson. Okay. Okay. And the third one, David Duvall. Wow. Yeah. That's right. So who was – I think people forget how hot he was for a stretch. Oh, yeah. But yeah. but that was his that kind was of his, his comeback. comeback. Exactly. It was the early 2000s. He yeah. was like Tiger's big competitor when Tiger was going on his run. And what was that, 2000, 2001, 2002, so on. And then David Duvall fell off, and that was his reemergence for a second, for a short-lived reemergence. Yeah, well, he shot a, what, a 59 or something – I think that the uh, I think it just sets up beautifully for the next couple of weeks. Um, I think that Lucas Glover's. I mean, he's a he, well. You know what happened? He put that. He got that putter. That crate. It looks like a. I don't know what. Like a pull stick from Minnesota Fats or something. <laughs> and it's not even a normal looking one. And, and you know, I normally do not. If anyone has a putter that's not traditional, I don't pull for them. Do not. Period. But I am gonna pull for Lucas Glover. I'm Period. sorry. But you that, cannot pull against that guy. But that no, putter no. is hot, dude. That and he said it in the interview. That's what changed everything. And it's amazing, and he even said it. It's amazing how one little tweak can change your whole game. I heard him say uh, in an interview that night that uh, you know he was hopping on a flight and heading up to uh, Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. That's where the next tournament is. Staying at the Holiday Inn. And he said that uh, he was going to buy <laughs> – he was going to ship his clubs normally, but he was going to buy his putter – a seat on the airplane. Hell yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. Hell yeah. I mean, he looked like he slept. I hope he ordered it a did, drink, did he, too. When, if you just, Kristen looked at him, my wife, and goes, did he just, does he sleep in his car during tournaments? Yeah, kind of. I mean, dude, Sometimes. you know what I'm saying? Like, he just is one of them guys that is like, does not care. Uh -uh. And uh, I love him for that. I love him for that. Oh, yeah. 
He uh, has definitely like old PE our, high our, school coach. By vibes. the way, we have our uh, our buddy Jody is uh, sitting in with us tonight in the in the pub. We want to say give a shout out to him, and he brought up a great note on the board. Uh, Ryder Cup team, great great point there. And could he possibly slide up there enough? If he gets higher in the points, or uh, oh, I think he has to be on the team. I mean, could you? Would that not be a blast to watch him play in the <laughs> no. Ryder Cup? And Fred, I actually thought about this the other I'll day. I'll buy was, Dockers tomorrow. I was listening to uh, you're a big Jim Harbaugh guy too. <laughs> I was listening to some guys on PGA Tour radio talking about it the other day, and you know they brought up a lot of good points and things like that. But but what I remembered. And Fred will know this because Fred and I went to the 07 Ryder Cup that was here in Valhalla. Doesn't the season and the way that it's going for Lucas Glover remind you a little bit of how Kenny Perry was playing? Right. That's interesting because they're both, they both fairly older and guys. guess who kicked ass in that Ryder Cup that year? Yes. Kenny Perry. Kenny Perry. By God, he was spraying champagne on like, us, wasn't he? I don't think that. I don't think you can take him off the team at this point. No, and and uh, you know you got Fowler and JT who. JT is a is an interesting case because that's crazy because obviously he hasn't played well this year. Now Fowler had played well up until very recently. Um. I would almost say those two guys are competing for a spot, but I just don't see. I love JT. You know we all love him, but yeah. how can you? I just don't think you can put him to pump the team up, knowing how bad he's playing. Know how much he cares is one thing. And does he even really but, want to be out there? I don't right even now? know if he wants to be out. I mean, of course he wants to try to, but I just think that that sends a bad vibe sign, like. You really do, as the captain, have to get the hottest guys you think are hot. As much as I'd want JT to be on that team and know that he could probably come through, I think it sends a bad message. I don't know. That's just my opinion. And I just can't they imagine. me wrong, though. I just can't imagine Zach Johnson saying, Lucas Glover, I know you're the hottest, you know, maybe the hottest player in all of golf right now, but we can't put you on the team. You have to put him on the team, I, mean, I think. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting moving forward, and it, and it's all gonna take. You know, it's all gonna take flight. Uh, you know, moving up. Who do y'all like in the FedEx Cup Championship? Do you have a like two guys that you think? I, I mean, God dang, Roy Rory's up there every. I mean, what's he won three times? I mean, he's always up there. Well, you know me. I mean, I'm a uh, I'm. Rory McIlroy's number one fan. He's probably my favorite professional athlete. And so I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. I think he's going to win the FedEx Cup. Do you have a FedEx second Cup. pick? Um, you know, up until this last weekend, it was probably John Rahm. But he right. seems to have fallen off a little bit. I, uh, I've i got these standings right here, and it says John Rahm's 
you know, ranked number one right now. And yeah, well, it he has, is. It has yeah. Lucas Glover ranked at four, Rory at three, Scheffler right. at two. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna say Rory and Rom are probably gonna be there on the last Sunday okay. at that tournament. All right. Well, we know that uh, Tuna likes Wyndham Clark, but do you have two picks? <laughs> I do love me some Wyndham Clark. Um, I I got to stick with my guy Max Homa, uh, and I also like Victor Hovland. Obviously, yeah, so yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a tough those one. Those are great picks. But so. man, Homa, he, he played he's solid. But boy, he, when it gets to Sunday and it's crunch time, it he, he's seen, he's one of those guys, mm-hmm. Tuna, that seems to. Like crap play, their pants he, on well, Sundays? no, he he plays just bad enough to get himself out of contention, mm-hmm. and then he plays just well enough to get himself back into contention. But he never really feels like he's a guy that's going to win the big tournament I, on a Sunday. And I hope like hell that that changes because I love the guy. I totally agree with you there, man. But at some point, he's going to put it all together. I mean, it's just waiting. I keep and thinking he's so on the doorstep. And it's just got to happen at some point. So, who yeah, knows? Grillo's been hot lately. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm with uh, Tuna, the guy that's so close to winning, and he's been there, and he's still all about. Hovland is one of my choices uh, for sure. And then I think I'm gonna go. Um, I, I, I Cantlay's playing pretty hot, but you know how we stand with slow golfers. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with, uh, no one associated with this podcast is allowed to, uh, pick him. Right. I'm going with, uh, I'm going to go with chef Scotty and see if he can get high. Well, and I mean, that's a can't miss. I mean, there's no reason not to, what do you want me to do? There's no reason not to. Okay. Well, if you wanted me to get a little bit further back, I think Xander Shoffley could come out of the pack Mm -hmm. and possibly do something. So I'll go with Shoffley and Hovland. And to answer your question earlier, JT Poston's sitting at 43. So he is top okay. 50. So he's going to play. All you got to do is win yeah. a tournament, you're up to the, Absolutely, in the yeah. top five. Well, that's, and that's the thing. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i pulling for Tom Kim, too. I, I, I love that kid. If you get in to these last few tournaments, you have a chance to win the whole thing. Like, I mean, we're talking about guys, most of us, that are in the top five and the top seven and the top eight. But if somebody gets hot and wins two tournaments in a row, they're going to win the thing. Right. And they could come from right. 35th or 38th or whatever. So none of us pick Lucas Glover, I mean, but we all want him to win. I think we're all pulling for him because yeah. he is who he is, but yeah. none of us pick I him. I mean, he's got his uh, Winnebago out parked in the parking lot. <laughs> he's got an Airstream. Air I guarantee stream. it's an Airstream. He's got an Airstream. Where's he from? Well, uh, and, Florida, is I he? believe, okay. like somewhere. I don't. Know. Is and he from Florida? Or was it North Carolina? North Carolina, maybe. He and he lives in if he's from Perdido Key, I know him. Let's ask the old Google machine. <laughs> I asked. Uh, I Texas. Asked, is he? Did you just shoot that so. out of the hip? I think he is from Texas. No, that's our shadow producer giving oh, us okay. some information here. I think he. I think he is from Texas. Okay, 10 cup. I had asked Fred the other day uh, after he won the tournament and they were interviewing interviewing him post-round. Says Greenville, South Carolina. Really? 
That's where he was born. I don't know. His family may have. And he okay. lives in Tequestia, Florida. Okay. So. I haven't well, been there for vacation yet. Everybody wants to go to, <laughs> to Quest Week. That was Wikipedia, though. I, I kind of trust no, our, our uh, shadow right, producer right. more than Wikipedia. Yes, I do. And, uh, but, no, I think we got we all got good picks there. Uh, Jody, you got two? No? Um, I, I got a question, Travis. Uh, sure. What was this that you were talking about since we're on golf? Oh, uh, didn't you have something that you were going to because you kind of caught my attention when we were getting setting up. So Lanny Watkins was on uh, the golf channel. It was either this morning or yesterday. I'm I'm not sure. I just saw it on social media this afternoon where, you know, he was talking about a wide range of uh, of topics and uh, the topic of Phil Mickelson came up and. I honestly don't remember if we uh, broached this subject last week about the book that's getting ready to come out where uh, it is alleged. Yeah, we know, we know about <laughs> the gambling. The book. It is oh, alleged yeah. right. that uh, Phil uh, has lost over $100 million gambling and has bet upwards of a billion dollars, they say. And then, uh, and all that, I mean, whatever. If you want to be a degenerate and an idiot, then that's fine. But the guy who's writing this book says that uh, Phil wanted to bet on the 2012 Ryder Cup. And this guy, who is probably a degenerate himself, talked him out of it, or at least said... He just went to the Vegas Hall of Fame. He he at least said, dude... You cannot do this. I, I, he actually brought up Pete right, Rose, right, and He's said, like, "Don't you know who Pete Rose is? Right, like, you can't do you, it. You're going to throw away your whole career." Right. Well, Lanny Watkins was on Golf Channel, and they were asking. Which, a side note, uh, I don't know if you saw what uh, Rory said about Phil when they brought up the Ryder Cup. I don't care what Rory says anymore. And he said something to the effect of. Uh, well, he can bet on it as much as he wants because he ain't playing in it this year, which I just love. Oh, you got him, Rory, didn't you? Well, I loved it. I loved it. Um, but uh, Laney Watkins said that he feels like that Phil is one of the, and I'm paraphrasing here, but one of the more tragic figures in golf in the last 20 years. And from his standpoint, he was talking about the fact that, I mean, he was, be, I mean, dude, Fred and I were probably the two biggest Phil fans that you can imagine. Mm, oh I mean, yeah. in 2013, when he won the British Open, I remember I was in uh, Pittsburgh for something, and I remember Fred and I texting back and forth going, Man, this is one of the great days in the history of golf. Oh, yeah. And has anybody, not just in golf, but in sports in general, tarnished their reputation, not because of a major like scandal like OJ or something like that, but just from being kind of a, I don't know what the right word is, a, a, 
not a bad. Well, I don't know, but he, you know, it, it's all the things that he, the, besides the betting that came up lately, all the little strange things where he's uh, argued. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a rebel against the, you know, the PGA, or if you don't agree with what they're doing, this, that, and the other. But it just seemed there were like so many different things that continued but, to pile up on but the next Phil, thing. Phil wasn't a rebel like. Like the Ramones, like the, like speaking against the speaking against the man. I'm. It's easy to be a rebel when when the Saudis are throwing you a, a two hundred million dollar check, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, I just I find the whole thing so disappointing, and I think disappointing is the word I'll use that I will describe more than anything because. Phil Mickelson at one time was probably my favorite professional athlete. Yeah. I and mean, it's, it's disappointing. He's gone hell, from he damn near won a major not long ago. So he did win there. a major. He did win a major no, I mean, not long I, ago. I mean, just the this last past time year, around, yeah, he, almost, he? he finished second. That was at the masters. Correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, he's still he, there. He finished second. He finished second. Yes. To uh, whoever won. Uh, so anyway, I just, I don't want to get into the weeds of this, but, right. but 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 I did want to bring that up. I thought it was interesting that somebody like Lanny Watkins and his point was that he thought that without all the all the nonsense and all the all the outside outside noise, that Phil would have been a two time Ryder Cup captain, and now he'll probably never be involved in the in the competition that, now that is true. ever again, and that is a shame. My favorite thing, did, did you guys hear the uh, recording where he was talking to Bryson DeChambeau about gambling? Where he went up to him and was like, hey, uh, have you thought about, you know, betting on, on some of these holes? And, and Bryson's like, I haven't thought about betting, Phil. And Phil asked him, goes, well, what are you thinking about? Like, he was just surprised <laughs> that, like, he so anybody would be thinking about anything else besides betting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, what are you thinking about then? I don't know, man. Love or hate the guy, dude. He's a personality, and in the world of sports, personalities are personalities. Hey, and he is, and yeah. he's and he's been an incredible personality for mm-hmm. golly, what thirty some odd years. Um, just selfishly, I wish that I was still a big fan and I could still root for him, but I can't. And but that's what makes sports so fun. Is what is the next tournament? Does anyone know? Um, I know the St. Jude was just one. I just had it pulled up. And it's we, in Chicago. We move on to the uh, BMW Championship. The BMW Championship. Which they have played before at uh, Crooked Stick in uh, right outside of Indianapolis, which is where John Daly won his PGA Championship. There you go. On a side note. But, uh, yeah, that's at, uh, is that at Chicago Country Club? Uh, Olympia Fields North yep. Course. Yep. At Olympia Fields, and uh, it should be. Now, I have heard that uh, the weather might not be conducive to what I was kind of hoping to see, which I always root for in golf tournaments, is chaos. I've heard there's going to be a lot of rain, um, not a lot of wind. Rain leading up to the event, not a lot of wind. Well, I hope Glover has some wind and rain pants. 
He's not. <laughs> no, he's just going to wear... He's going to come uh, out in a pair of old Hanes sweatpants. <laughs> he's going to wear the same pants he wore the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was a... Uh, that was another funny thing I heard on uh, PGA Radio the other day. The guy goes, can you imagine, you know, you have your, your office or whatever you have in your home with pictures of your greatest triumphs? He goes, is he going to be able to put a picture of him, like, getting ready to put that last putt on 18? And his kids are going to say, Dad, what's wrong with your pants? Yeah. He's going to own that and be proud of it. And I he should. He dresses them kids in the same pants. I, you know what he's going to say? It was hot out there. Yeah. <laughs> he should. Right. But uh, no. definite dad vibes for sure. This tournament this weekend should be great, and I can't wait. I thought the tournament last weekend lived up to all its billing and it was must-see TV for the last two hours on Sunday, and I'm looking forward to it. Ditto that. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, Let's I'm, do I'm it. it. So that gets through the golf. Uh, how about we go to uh, How about we go to the NFL quickly? That's fine. I love the NFL. Uh, NFL, yeah. Uh, It was an exciting weekend, preseason. We had a full slate of preseason games this past weekend. I didn't catch any of them this uh, time. It's a shame. We got to see a lot of uh, young guys get in and compete for jobs. And um, actually, Travis would know that Anthony Richardson was just named the starter for the Indianapolis Colts, which feels like more of a Jim Ursay call as opposed to a Shane Steichen call. I think they're saying, hey, let's roll this guy out there, see what he has for a year, and if we got to draft a quarterback next year, we will. So um, That very well could be true. Yeah. I have no idea. And um, Bryce Young, he seemed to struggle a little bit, um, which you can expect that. C.J. Stroud, all all the real like new quarterbacks that were just drafted look like they, they struggled a bit, and that's what you expect. Uh, well, and, and you know – you have to give these guys, and I know we live in a society Microwave. now that you've got to do this right away and, and or else you're a bust. And mm-hmm. Does anybody remember Peyton Manning's rookie year? Yeah, he broke for inter, broke the record for interceptions thrown in a season, did yeah. not? Yeah. So. And then the very next year, mm-hmm. they went 13-3. and three. Mm-hmm. And so I think the fact that, that we all, you know, and, and – Obviously, in 98 or whatever year that was, we didn't have the, you know, social media and stuff like that or all the daytime shows where all they do is, is this guy a lead? Is this guy a leader? I mean, sometimes you just have to let these guys play and see what happens. And Anthony Richardson, I have no idea if he can play or not. But I don't think one year is going to tell us that No, either. I think part of it, Travis, is we're past the time of when you used to draft a quarterback early and let him sit behind a veteran for a year right. or two before he gets on true. the field. Now they just throw these guys out there because they want to know so quickly whether or not they should move on or go. And it's tough. I mean, I guess Tennessee is, is doing that. They're, you know – they're not they have no plans of playing Will Levis early. Um hell, I think he's even gonna be the third string sitting behind Malik Willis. Um 
So I think it'd be good for him to sit behind there and learn from Tannehill. I think it would have been good for Richardson to sit behind and learn. That's why I say I think it's more of a Ursay call than a Shane Steichen call. Uh, I get starting in Houston right away with C.J. Stroud, and I get starting in Carolina right away with um, Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. So, I mean, granted, with C.J. Stroud, he went out there – and the Patriots are throwing different looks at him that he's probably not going to see but a handful of times in the NFL. Right, right. His first time out there. Like, the Patriots, like, Belichick coaches preseason like he's coaching midseason. You know, like, these guys, that defense is throwing everything in the kitchen sink at a, at a new quarterback. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm putting my money on Bryce Young to win the Rookie of the Year. That's uh, Brady Quinn. I was listening to him the other day. He said the exact same thing. I mean, I know that's kind of an easy pick, but not uh, somewhat easy, but there's well, other quarterbacks starting. But, I mean, All it could be t- a – Stroud starting. It could be a non-quarterback get Rookie of the Year. Right. Uh, B. John it. Robinson could get right. it. Right. So, uh, y- you never really know. One of these young rod receivers that everybody's excited about true, could get it. True. So. Uh, I, but Brady Quinn was very adamant about Bryce Young getting that rookie of the year, and he was also adamant about Carolina winning the NFC South. Okay. Which I find that hard to believe. I, I feel like really? I feel like that's the Saints division, and no one else is close. But I could be way ah, wrong. Man, that the way the Vegas numbers stacked up, that was a pretty even Steven division. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just from the eye test, I feel like – I mean – the the Saints have probably the best defense out there in that division, and I really like that uh, offense. And I I'm, I'm excited to see Derek Carr down there, part of it. I, I think Derek Carr is an underrated quarterback in the NFL. Really I agree. Oh, I agree too. So, but and then Does we have like uh, yeah. What's that? Go ahead. No, no we have some it new. Doesn't seem like he had eyeshadow on anymore. No, I think now he, that he's not. He a left the mascara and uh, yeah. <laughs> He doesn't have the mascara, and he finds out, like, because he cries a lot. He's a big crier, which I'm not going to judge him on. Um, but it does run every now and then when he cries, and that's when we find out. When Tuna finally run. loses a bet, he cries. Yeah, but which is rarely happens. But I do. Um, and then we have some new homes for some big names. Dalvin Cook is a New York Jet now. Yeah, how about that? That running back room, what the hell? I, I mean, I've never seen – I've never seen so many running backs. I mean, dude, I mean, the team is stacked. They're starting to put major pressure on themselves to make it to the uh, championship of their division. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's what they're playing for. And, and, and just to <laughs> make sure, last but week. dude, now they're adding. Now, they're, now they were coming up. Oh, well, let's see how Aaron Rodgers gets. Da, 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 da. Now they've got so many weapons that they're putting pressure on themselves that they're supposed to win. And last week you were asking me about Jets' number two receiver, and I'm over going on about Denzel Mims like a dumbass. It's uh, Alan Lazard is there from oh, Green right, Bay. Right, right. And also they have Miko Hardman, who is yes, from Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City, who was really coming on strong at the end of the year last year. So they do have weapons in the passing game and that running back room, which your third option is Michael Michael Carter who I think is a stud. So that they're loaded from top to bottom. That's yeah. a scary team and that defense, man. Right. Maybe the best right. in the NFL. So and I want to take this time right now to uh tell everybody that's listening that next week we are going to do our fantasy football preview edition of this show. So we will be extremely heavy on uh 
NFL and fantasy football next week. Um, with that being said, uh, anything else that you guys are looking at uh, coming in the last couple weeks of preseason before we get rolling? Yeah, if you want to throw in a dark horse for rookie of the year, A-chain, running back, I totally Dolphins. agree with that. Devin Kid a is a stud. Devin A-chain out of Texas A&M. Yes. He's a speedster, man. He's a one-foot He's plant. tough, too. He reminds me of Cam Akers without the injury history. Yeah. So, yeah. so it'll be uh, – but that's one who I guarantee you his odds are – he's probably seventh or eighth on that list. Yeah. Uh, other than that, man, it's just like stay healthy. Yeah. Like get these guys off the field. That's Hell, right. Andy Some of Reed, them are getting hurt. Like, well, you saw what happened today that uh, – Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks got hurt just uh, – Hanging out in a scrimmage uh, with another team. There's Tessator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't de- know. By the way, I'm DVRing this at home. Yeah, and Pat- <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was out there running, running the ball. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, why are why are you even on the field? I'm just like, saying. Yeah, you got team scrimmage. Andy Reid's going for it on fourth down. What are you doing, Andy? Uh, uh, save that for the Bengals, pal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real excited about that. Yeah. All right. I, I guess think it's uh, college football time. Yeah, Travis. I guess hey. we've got we've got a new uh poll that I guess everyone's excited to talk about. Well, why not? I love polls. All right, I gotta say this, man. The Associated Press are frauds. If you compare the coaches poll, which has been out for about a month now, to the AP poll, it's like when we're in school and you're copying your buddy's homework and you just mix it up just a little bit to where the teacher doesn't know you're cheating. Like, <laughs> there, That's a good point. There's no way that just random voting by Associated Press and random voting by the coaches would get this similar of a result. I, I, mean, I, I, I find that hard to believe. And, and what do we think that like polls probably shouldn't come out until week four? Oh, I completely agree. Like this does. I mean, nothing. I get it, but so what? You it does. It gets us excited. Gets us talking. Who do you think got what is too low? Who do I think's too low? Who did you think got pushed back too low? Um, can you name one or two teams that you think should be higher up on that poll? Well, I think Washington should be in the top five. Just to just to. Start everything. So, what team would you push out of the top five? I don't know. Who's in there? You tell me, and I'll and I'll push one out right away. All right, uh, I could see putting them in at maybe six. Maybe not the top five, at but six, six because six USC had a historically bad defense last right, year, and right. I find it hard to see them. Per- oh, they're better than USC. I, I personally, I totally I mean, agree. That's easy. I yeah. personally think little old Clemson could be sixth. Yeah. Give me Washington over Clemson. Uh, Give me Washington I, not over yet, Clemson. Not yet. Not yet. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. They're better than them. I, well, I don't know that this yet. They're better than them. But uh, I don't know if we know that for sure yet. They're better than them. They're better than them. Okay, we know you love Washington. Michael Penix but, fanboy over here. But yeah, I think I was surprised Florida State was eighth. Uh, quite frankly, Give I, me was, a break. I wasn't surprised Penn State was seventh because I've had them up there at the top all along. Um, 
Uh, I thought Texas was a, uh, a little high. Um, I was surprised that Utah was that high at 14. Um, Why? I don't know. I just I, – They've got, what, seven returning starters on defense, Cam yeah. Rising's yeah. back. Like, I that's know. a – They're going to be – and, and, and in a, 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 I mean, quite frankly, how many really difficult games do they have? Like I think Pac-12 is tougher than what people think. Like, I mean, Oregon, Oregon State, Utah. Well, do they have uh, to play Washington? I mean, that's the that's the question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. We've got Bama fan junior over here wearing a, a Husky jersey. So. I can't wait to wear my Washington football Huskies t-shirt for their first game and, and i think one team that got and i know you, you guys are gonna vomit when i say this but iowa should be a top 20 team uh they have a ton of returning starters. i actually was gonna bring up iowa later in the show yeah i completely agree with that but how many and, players and, and are suspended their, and, and what about their quarterback i don't too, know no? the suspension situation what about their quarterback is he that's the transfer so, quarterback? Well, yeah, that's JJ McCarthy. JJ McCarthy, or not not JJ McCarthy. Our, He's still uh, at Michigan. The one, the, the other, other kid. one. But God, why is his name escaping me I, right it's now? Escaping me. Either too. way, the transfer from Michigan. But um, I I don't know how many players they're gonna have sit out and for how long for this gambling scandal that them and Iowa State had had happened. Right, and 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 obviously there's a few different teams that we're gonna have to. Yeah. Look at as the season starts mm -hmm. that may be dealing with stuff like that. But I love that Iowa pick because I think, uh, you know, they've been kind of a punchline in football for the last few years. Oh, they can't score. And, and guess what? They couldn't score. They scored against Kentucky. But they have a really, the bowl game. A really solid nucleus coming they back. They did. Uh, second overall defense last year. Yes, and they have seven returning starters back on that defense. Yeah, they have a yeah. they have a great. Quarter. I think they're going to be very good. I do too. I think they they should be a preseason top twenty five. So well, go eat some corn, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to watch them on CBS, man. That's going to be so exciting. Don't forget, folks. There's only six games that the Big Ten is doing on the on CBS, and they're this year. all going to be electric. And there and there's uh, a hey Fred. And there's only a couple three thirties. Hey Fred, games. watching Gary and Never Brad mind, talk no, about Gary and Brad are doing mostly. SEC games at 3.30. You guys kidnapped them. I'm just letting you know that. Fred, what is the first? I don't want everyone to be shocked. What is that. the first? Next year, I'm going to go hide in a cave. What is the first Big Ten game, game of the week, Saturday, September 2nd, noon? 3.30. Oh, is it 3.30? It is the first. Yes, it is. Oh, well, by God, it should be. Uh, what is it and where <laughs> is it? Let me know. Tell me, Freddie. Tuna? Uh, <laughs> it is not in Annapolis, Maryland, where everyone thought it was going to be. It's actually going to be Ohio State traveling to Bloomington, Indiana to face the mighty Indiana Hoosiers. You're damn right it is. Oh You're damn right it is. And it's a shame Michael Penix is not on that team because well, you guys are going to need him that day. Well, and now we're not going to get into that just yet, <laughs> Tuna. I mean... Look at your surroundings. Figure out where you're at right now. Mm. 
Y'all don't think Clemson at nine's too not low enough? Yeah, I mean that's low to me. I feel like they should be ranked higher. That they have a a lot back. That's going to be a good Clemson yeah, team. Yeah, I, I I mean I would think they should switch with USC. <laughs> it's against the rules to rank an ACC team too high, though. I hear you. I, I mean they they won't allow it. I think someone could. I think isn't Notre- that part of the problem? You know, based on where you start, Absolutely. sometimes it's almost impossible to move up to a point that you need to move up to. To be in the uh, now, a lot of that'll take care of itself with the expanded playoffs and things like that. But uh, that's one reason I've always hated those preseason. Those preseason. Well, but we're polls. talking about it. We have to. Yeah. How about none of us pick TCU to win the Big Twelve to be in the Big Twelve championship game, and they are seventeenth. Yeah, I, I think that's a little high. Yeah, I, I got nothing for, for who TCU. they lost. I had nothing oh, for well, you TCU loved last them year. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. I trashed them every week. Okay. Well, and, I know they're in front of your favorite chainsaw <laughs> smackers, wieners, yes. wieners, yes. streeners. DJ Ui Ongalele. Are you going to Oregon State for a game, Tuna? I don't know if that, that place is still existing <laughs> after this year. They're going to be – I might go there and watch a Mountain West game. And how about Freddie's pick? How about Freddie's uh, switch-up pick on the Big Ten championship game? Wisconsin slides in there at 19. Oh, uh, Bucky, welcome to the party. Yeah, uh, and what about vegetables team, o- Oklahoma? Why are they even ranked? I don't think they need to be ranked at all. That I'm going to pick a team who's getting votes Did right they now. load up in the transfer portal or something? Because I don't know. I'll tell you a team right now that should have gotten in there, uh, Kentucky Wildcats. I agree with that. Should, should be in the top 25, and Iowa should go up. To where uh, Oklahoma is, in my opinion. I think Georgia should drop down to at least three or four just because of their schedule. Oh, it's Like, ridiculous. you should get penalized for scheduling like that. It, it's terrible, dude. You know, Bama has six. Uh, drink. Six teams in the top 25. I'm sorry, five. But if they have to play Georgia, six. Uh, five teams in the top 25. Who does? Oh, Bama plays yes. five teams in the top twenty-five. Tough schedule, and I bet Arkansas will be up there before they play them. And and I am ex- I'm glad Tulane got a little love based on their win over USC in the bowl game last year, and uh, they have a, a decent little team coming back too. And the best as uniforms in football, as you know, Texas Tech was my pick to win the Big Twelve. They're the first team rece- uh, receiving votes. Uh, I think ESPN mentioned that they all thought UCLA was spurned by not getting in the top 25. UCLA lost so much. I know. I don't I'm know. I, but yeah. they got a couple transfers that from other teams that are, uh, I feel like that are that they're pretty good. Uh, I was surprised to see NC State get one vote. I think NC State is way better than that. I think they're better than Pittsburgh, who got 16. Uh, and, and then, uh, well, all the local, um, or all the associated press around Raleigh are all voting for North Carolina and leaving NC state out. Like right. they, they get screwed on that. I know front. they do. They do. And I noticed that your Duke team, your Duke blue devils mm-hmm. tuna, uh, got four votes. Good for them. And a quarterback That's... on the, uh, <laughs> um, was it Peyton Manning award list? So okay, okay, and then of course you know my favorite betting team, UTSA, University of Texas San Little Antonio. Little tidbit for the Roadrunners: their offensive coordinator last year is now at Oregon. 
and he is a former Louisville quarterback that goes by the name of William, William Stein. Stein. Yeah. Not, awesome. Not Willie Cauley Stein. <laughs> William Stein. And uh, Will Stein. I know that uh, we kind of broached this on our text uh, thread the other day. Not that they're going to end up ranked at the end of the season, but my hot take of the college football season I like this. is that after week seven, Vanderbilt is going to be in the top 25. Well, wow. I'll say this. They beat the snot out of the Indianapolis Colts starting quarterback last year. <laughs> so, just going to throw that out there. I wow. believe that they will start the season 6 and 1. I think they beat the snot out of the Titans backup quarterback. Too. I, he didn't play that game. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I wish I wish he was there, but I think that was uh their Kyra yeah, Sheeran or whatever. That cost me yeah. a little over under for the season money. Mm. Not happy about it. They're going to be way better than people think. That's a think. game Stoops cannot afford to lose. No, you don't sir. lose that game. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I don't I care who's hurt and who ain't. But I do. I, I, I like that take, though, Travis. I think Vandy, or Vanderbilt's going to be better than what people think. Should we that, call him Vandy Built? I love Vandy Built. Vandy Built. And Vandy the stadium ain't built. Especially, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, especially They're playing, playing in, a, Academy. in a high school Stadium. I mean, nothing says SEC big time football like playing on a Friday night in a <laughs> high school Friday gym. Friday night lights, baby. <laughs> in a high school stadium. What's the spread on that game right now? The Hawaii Vandy. Yeah, is it twenty I, and a half? They Vandy's, cannot make it. I think it was enough. twenty and a half. Vandy's. Yeah. Here's my Don't other. Forget how horrible Hawaii was last here year. Here is my other hot take, and. Uh, Take it for what it is. Whatever money you have, if you want to. <laughs> now, he told I, us this uh, during It's going to take a minute basketball. to count this change. No, wait, he told us this uh, or, uh, during basketball season. And it worked, didn't Louisville. it? And it worked. <laughs> it work. Whatever money you have in week zero, if you want to build your bankroll, you take whatever <laughs> money you have in week zero and put it on Vanderbilt. I don't care if it's under 40 points, you put everything you have on Vandy and bet on that money the rest of the season, period. Okay. I'm going to take your advice. Oh, and if, I'm, first if, game if you're wrong. Against Hawaii, you're saying? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I'm taking your advice, and if you're wrong, I may be sleeping on your couch. What for is their over-under for the season? Is it four or five? I think it was four and a half. Four and a half, because you won on that last year. I did. Uh, and, dude, let me tell you something. Vandy has a good program going. I love their coach. They have an uh, all-SEC receiver. They did lose their running back to Kentucky, who transferred. Ray Davis. Who is an all-SEC performer. Yeah, he was good. But Shepard is a bad man receiver. Trust me, he is a mismatch problem. I also, looking back on our picks of uh, – the SEC, the kind of order that we had, remember? I've kind of looked, done more research, and I've made a few mistakes. No. Uh, but I think we should talk about it. I do think, as you said, I think Missouri's going to be better than what we thought. Remember, you, we were both like, mm -hmm. they're a question mark. 
I think they're going to be up there. And I also think Auburn's going to be a little better because I wasn't giving Hugh Freeze that he don't have many bad seasons. I mean, he can turn a team around to pull that upset game that they normally lose to win. Top to bottom. I mean, dude, look at Mississippi State. Will Rogers. Dude, I just saw a thing on Will Rogers. He's getting ready to blow every record, 30 records in the SEC mm-hmm. that he's already got. He's blowing them away, and we're just going to say Mississippi State sucks and they're the bottom feeders of the SEC? I don't see that happening. I'm telling you, I don't think we're giving Will Rogers any respect or their rookie I don't coach. think it's Will Rogers. I think it's the fact of any quarterback that's played for Mike Leach previously has put up just insane numbers. And then now he doesn't have that. Right. And I'm curious to see how this new coach does in the grind of the SEC West. That's why I have them as bottom feeders. Do we know who their offensive coordinator is? Because they're. I don't. The coach that was hired was the defensive coach. Mm -hmm. But he is not calling plays for defense, he is the overseer. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would be. We'll have to look that up and find out. Who the Who do offensive you put over them? Well, or under good them. call. The SEC's tough top to bottom all mm. over again, where in years past, it really hasn't been. Last year was the first year I can remember everyone going, man, the SEC's deep all the way to the bottom, maybe except for Vandy. And then Vandy pulls up a couple upsets and, and does well. And, I, and, you know, I think the same thing's going to happen maybe even better this year. Because you don't have that train wreck at Auburn with that coach from Boise. Now you've got Hugh Freeze set in there. He's been there. I long think that's a, a year or two before that. I gets agree, going. but he's got Cadillac over there screaming and yelling and a quarterback that's played three seasons. Uh, I feel like Arkansas is not getting the love they Arkansas's deserve. Arkansas is not getting any love they got. Uh, KJ Jefferson's KJ back. Jefferson's Rocket Sanders is Rocket back. Sanders. You know, any Sam Pittman team has the right, trenches solidified. Right. I mean, dude, so you start looking around, Ole Miss, I mean, are you just going to count Kiffin, you're just going to blow his team out? I don't see that happening with anyone. So there is a lot going on. I hope Auburn loses every game. You know what? (laughs) I hope they lose every game. There really is. So do I. There is a a lot of. (laughs) It has nothing to do with that, Fred. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but if you but but I'm just saying, man, it's it's kind of like Ohio State, Michigan, go suck it, because you ain't got what we got to go against. Oh Lord, there, there it is, boy. I mean, now can't you? I'm I mean, you just Maryland and you and just can't wait Illinois. for for uh, football season to get rolling. I so Fred can drink. Fred can really <laughs> Fred can really get it going. Cowbell. When Cow you look Bell. at the SEC, Florida's the worst team in the SEC. Who? Florida. Yeah. I, Hands you know down, across and, and, the board. And here they got votes. And number two, I would say Texas and A&M. They got votes in the top 25, and Texas A&M's in the top 25. Yeah, of course. Uh, I totally think Florida is down. I met two fans last night. I asked them what they thought. They were diehard fans. They said, how do you like your coach? We hate him. <laughs> and these are two different guys that I saw. It's not, I was going to get to they, this. They hate everything happening there right now. They have some real good blue chip recruits, but that's it. Like, they have another A 
K fifteen. No, but what what I'm saying with with Florida, they got Graham Mertzen as their starting quarterback now from Wisconsin. Which anybody watched Wisconsin last year, he has no business playing Division one football. He had no business playing high school football. That kid is terrible. And it, you want to get to betting, Travis? You, you you're all in on Vandy in that week one. That first Thursday night game where you have. Um, Florida and Utah. That game is at Ooh. Utah. Oh, Florida or Utah is only a seven-point favorite oh, right I'm now. all over that. They, all over And it. if you look at the way Florida manhandled them last year and surprised everybody. They sure right. as hell did. There we is lost no way that. that Utah is going to let that happen two years in a row, and especially at their home stadium. They're going to – I would almost tease that up. Right. Just for the hell of it. I think Utah is going to pound them, man. Wow. So – do you see Florida State doing anything against LSU in the Travis 50-year-old birthday night game? You don't want to get me started on FSU. I mean, I think they're overrated as can be. So, And I think LSU is probably the cream of the crop in the SEC. That's who I picked to win the I'm SEC. With you. I'm with you. So I can't argue I, that. I, I mean, I can't see Florida State playing with them at all. I don't. I think LSU may be a what a seven point favorite in that. Aren't right. They? But I'll tell you what, guys, that's going to be one fun game. I no, LSU is only a two and a half point favorite. <laughs> wow. Now, I, I would take. <laughs> oh it, yeah, dude. I, I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm taking LSU. I in think that. the biggest bet is whether or not that the buses make it to the stadium safe and sound because they're playing at Camping World Stadium, which is oh, probably. God. Been there. No, no, no. <laughs> like that's a scary place. Been so there, I think we've I I think uh, we've uh it's like tailgating on the Waterson Expressway. <laughs> we have discussed that uh particular environment on this program we at least a couple of times. We did find the flight deck at one point, didn't we? Oh we my went god. Down to the flight deck it's area. Like three bolts holding it on there. <laughs> Fred and I uh barely survived. We barely survived uh, leaving out of there. That night. Well, guys, I mean, <laughs> I, I cannot wait. I mean, things obviously are ramping up uh for football this year. Uh we're we're getting, you know, each and every week we're going to really focus more and more and more on it. Uh as I said before, next week we're going to uh, we will talk about college football again, but we're going to really focus on uh, fantasy football next week. But before we get out of here tonight, it was brought to my attention several days ago by a friend of the show and personal friend of ours that Fred mentioned earlier our friend Jody that's here that uh, we had discussed the team rodeo competition. The people, what is, uh, can somebody what, tell me what, exactly what it's called? Professional bull riding, the PBR teams. Yeah, championship. Tuna was apparently all fired the, up about the it. PBR it was, teams championship. I think old Yeller croaked or something in the stall. I don't know what happened, but and he so, quit keeping up with it. Well, let me tell you here. Th this is the reason why, and I blame the PBR for this. Advertise, put it on television where we can actually watch it. It's, right, it's the hardest thing but to try I to find that's to why watch. We were getting into it because it was going to. That's be what on I TV. thought, but apparently you have to have some obscure PBR channel streaming uh, is channel. Is that Pabst Blue Ribbon or? <laughs> I had asked uh, Jody when he had brought it up the other day. He said, "You guys haven't talked about it," 
And I said, well, honestly, I'd kind of forgotten about it. And I said, is there a way for us to watch this on TV? And uh, I was told not not really. Uh, I think it's streamed somewhere. Maybe you can watch it after the now, fact. this Sunday, it's actually going to be on CBS. Okay. But there's two events. There's an event Friday and event Saturday. They're just going to show the Sunday at 3 o'clock. Yeah, quit pointing at Dallas Turner. Like that, no, that, that, that was Travis, Travis's guy. <laughs> We're talking about real sports right now. I didn't right know now. Washington had – okay, keep going. I didn't know Washington had a great pass rusher. But anyway, this weekend coming up, there's an event in Nashville. Um, starts Friday. It's a team event, obviously. That's what we're, wa- or we're talking about is these team events. But you're not going to be able to watch Friday and Saturday's events. So just tune in on CBS on Sunday, and they may um, – recap everything that happened the rest of the weekend for now tuna you mentioned nashville yes which of course is my team that i picked Uh and i'm sure that since the event is in nashville i'm sure that my beloved nashville team is heavily What's favored. What's the name of your team? Nashville what? I have the no stamp- idea. <laughs> the Stampede. Well, guess what? I know the name of my team. They're the Nashville Fred, Dixie Stampede. Fred, stand down. Okay. I was just going to say that I'm sure that my beloved Nashville Stampede, Stampede has to be heavily favored because I'm sure that they've been doing great all season. I bet they're at the top of the table they're probably going to be dominating this weekend on national television. Tuna, tell me how they're doing this season. Well, I don't know if they can be favored or not because they don't. I, I've yet to be able to find out where, where, and how I can bet on this stuff. But and if I'm looking at the standings correctly and the records, it shows the Nashville Stampede sitting in dead last place with a record of zero and seven. Oh wow! So. <coughs> But they're wow. all really good guys, I think. <laughs> so nice, nice they're dudes. Really nice cowboys. Like nice, nice dudes. Uh, hey, how how are am you I? sure that 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 uh, that's not flipped on your? I mean, I got a belt screen? buckle here. Yeah, it's... unless they're L and O, they're. Uh... <laughs> hey, I got a belt buckle here that says that the Texas Rattlers are high up on that list. Um, well, Frederick, the uh, Texas Rattlers are sitting in at fifth place with okay. a record of three respectable, and four. Respectable. So, and then I know my team, which is the Carolina Cowboys. Very strange. Is Very strange. Sitting in there at <laughs> second that, place. Why is the, that strange? The Carolina Cowboys reminds me of like... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a tag team wrestling no, duo. Like I'm, my, I'm bucking my team off West Hightower, the greatest <laughs> villain in urban cowboy, uh, and yours is Roy Rogers, <laughs> the singing cowboy. Carolina Cowboys, get your popcorn. He likes the Blue Ridge, baby. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so you all are in what place? We're in second place okay. with a record of five and two. Okay. And then Jody, our ghost producer. Yes. He is a fan of the Austin Gamblers. Austin Gamblers, I knew that. Yes. And looking at this record, it's hard to tell because I haven't watched a lot of this, 
But I think Jody is a sandbagging son of a bitch. Oh, wait a minute. Because they are 7-0 and and undefeated. What? Undefeated? Yeah, and I feel like this record's been there for the past year. So, it's I like. I mean, he's had the easiest bulls. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're out there riding bulls. ponies around. I don't even know what they're, <laughs> they're doing. They're riding. Uh, yeah. Have they played Nashville like three times? <laughs> is, that, is that why they're so good? He's, what's, I don't know. What's he say on Urban Cowboy? Uh, I have uh, rode some uh, pretty rank horses. That's what he's riding, pretty rank horses. I think the Stampede only only plays on uh, Fridays and Saturdays, so nobody can ever see them play, and then they put the big boys on on well, Sundays. We're going to have to keep an eye on this. I don't I mean, know how. We'll keep something on it. but Yeah. Maybe someone will call in or someone will write We're going to do a deep dive and, and figure out how we can watch these uh, watch these events because especially for the second half of the season, I've always, I've always uh, said that uh, Nashville is a second-half team. Hmm. And so when they start making their push, it's going to be must-see television for me for sure. Oh. I'm telling you, Tuna got us all fired up. I got my belt buckle, and I can't even. Now wait a minute. Well, Jody got me all fired up. I didn't know I couldn't watch it. I'm wearing my fifth place belt buckle at the Kentucky State Fair tomorrow at four o'clock. I'll be there. Do you have it on right now? No. Oh, I was gonna say because you have leisure shorts on. That'd be a weird outfit to wear. (laughs) I know a belt buckle. No, I might wear my cut off blue jeans tomorrow with my belt buckle. Oh. Uh, it is a country concert. Save some ladies for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm going to send it around the horn uh, for anybody that has uh, final thoughts on tonight uh, on what's coming up or what happened last week. Tuna, go. Yeah, just a reminder, next week this is the fantasy football, and if you want to win your fantasy football league like me uh, the past two years, uh, back-to-back champion, uh, I'm known as Tuna Two Rings, and I will coach you and tell you who to pick and how to play, and we're all in. I cannot wait for that. Uh, Freddie, go. Uh, we got the Traver, uh, uh, the uh, Travers uh, $1.2 million horse race at Saratoga coming up next Saturday, not this coming Saturday. And uh, uh, can't wait for that to happen. We'll be doing a little rundown on that, obviously. And uh, don't forget, our show comes, uh, we, we tape on Wednesdays now. Our show is available around 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. So you don't have to juggle us on your Friday while you're uh, trying to get things done. And also wanted to say that uh, the 2023 FWVA Pool Volleyball Champions uh, were done this weekend. I'm sorry to say it wasn't me. It wasn't you, Travis. Nope. Uh, I did. Uh, I think our team did beat yours. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember uh, that. But uh, a shout out to uh, Mr. Jimmy, Emily, and Martin. Uh, their team name, I think, was called. No, uh, no, no. No, I'm not going to say it. No, I was just going to no, say no. that. Uh, the, was that uh, three years in a row for Martin? Yes, he wow. is a 3P champion, which he is also a Georgia fan, and we are really nervous that that 3P comes through a whole different way this season. <laughs> so, uh, but shout out to those guys. It was a great tournament, great fun, uh, and uh, we will – I just wanted to give them a shout out. I, I think their team name was the Degenerates. I'm not, 
I'm not sure. Uh, well, uh, the, no. what their real team <laughs> name was is uh, <laughs> is something not. We, yeah. It's not fit for uh, public right. broadcast. Um, guys, awesome tonight. Uh, as we said before, we're going to get in heavily into fantasy football next week. Uh, we want to thank Jody for being our shadow producer tonight. He's been active on the whiteboard, uh, giving us information, telling us things we need to talk about. Uh, we will be back here next Wednesday night. At that point, just a few days away from uh, getting into the first weekend of college football. And uh, we all obviously cannot wait for that. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for telling a friend. Uh, we hope that you uh, enjoy the show. And we will see you back again here next week. For the big fella of the tuna, country Matt Kempf. Cade McNamara. The fabulous one. Freddie Benders, and our shadow producer, Jody. This is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>